Stay tuned for the Duncan Fisher Minute, brought to you by No Guts, No Galaxy, and Solaris Beer. Hello, I'm Duncan Fisher. As a former mech pilot and Solaris champion, I know that spending several hours in the cockpit battling it out with your enemies can really build up your stress levels. Between the physiological strain that the neurohelmet puts on your body to the psychological tension of an almost constant life-or-death situation, that kind of stress can often make you feel like you're going to explode from the pressures of the day. And without some type of release, that built-up pressure can seriously damage your health and well-being. Well, I have the solution for you. Solaris Beer. Brewed from the finest hops and barley that can be grown in the dark, dank, underground farms of the Solaris Factory District, Solaris Beer is the only beer approved for use by the Solaris Brewers Physiological Association. It's got a rich, smooth taste that is calming and cool, and at 14% alcohol, it'll help you forget your problems fast. So try a Solaris Beer today. I know I love them. Mmm! <laughs> Delicious! <laughs> Solaris beer, the beer of champion. Like Duncan beer. God, my mouth is still burning. It's worse than hydro acid. Solaris City Brewing Company, Solaris Atlas. Where the hell is my agent? Hello again, mech fans. Duncan Fisher here. The Battle Mech, Titan of the modern battlefield. Few people don't feel some kind of sense of awe at the word, myself included. Here on Solaris 7, Mechs are more like gods, stalking the arena to the roar of millions of fans. Much like the Roman gladiators of ancient Terra, a mech jock can rule an entire city if the crowd loves him enough. And when I think of a Solaris 7 champion, nobody comes to mind faster than Justin Allard and his famous centurion, Yenlo Wang. No mech in the history of Solaris 7 has seen more victories, but it wasn't always so. Not long after he arrived on Solaris 7, way back in 3027, Justin bought the beat-up, almost discarded mech and put his own blood, sweat, and tears into building her into a legend worthy of the Roman arenas of old. No man I've ever met made more enemies than Justin Allard, and the crowds loved him for his efforts. Not even the machinations of First Prince Hans Davion could keep Justin from winning a match. Never defeated, He's still the champion of Solaris 7 in this announcer's heart. So there you have it, folks. The brief tale of a hard man and his legendary mech. Made right here on the sands of Solaris 7. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. You've been listening to the Duncan Fisher Minute, written by David Martin and performed by George Ledoux, based on characters created by Ferret Bedouin and George Ledoux. Nobody in the story and no outfit or corporation they got is based upon any actual person, outfit, or corporation in the real world. Any resemblance between the characters in this ad and any persons living or dead is a miracle. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hey all, Darren, aka Bombadil here, and I just wanted to let you know that the Aces Mercenary Unit that's the unit that Phil and I co-founded and are proud members of, is currently in active recruitment. So if you're looking for a place to fit in, or whether you're a casual player or looking for more of the organized team play, stop by the Aces headquarters at aces-hq.com and see if we're right for you. Hope to see you there. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. (laughs) 
live from the outreach studios around the world. This is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 74. My name is Darren, and I'll be your host today. It is May 22nd, 2013, and my shout-out today goes to our host with the most, Phil. It is his birthday today. Happy birthday, buddy. It's official. You're one year closer to being old like me. Brandon, how about you? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell, and tonight my shout-out goes to Mexpex and Aces, because Aces is always recruiting. Oh, yeah, and where do they go if they want to get uh, recruited? If they want to get recruited, they should should head over to www.aces-hq.com. Awesome. And George, welcome to the show today. Do you have a shout-out? Hey, guys, this is George. Uh, you know me as Duncan Fisher. But my shout-out today is going out to an upcoming game from the developers Techland. It is a game called Hell Raid. Eh, not the greatest name for a game, but it looks pretty cool, so check it out. Do you raid hell? Yeah, baby. I'm there. Now, it's, it looks pretty cool, so go look it up. Is your voice in there? Mm-hmm. All right, there's a reason well, to go Most check likely. It <laughs> it's not, it, it's not in anything online yet, but it, uh, anyway, it looks Awesome. Cool. And we are joined today by uh, other NGNG members, Mr. Boo and Deadfire. Uh, Boo, you got a shout out? Yes, I do. This is Mr. Boo. I want to say happy birthday, Phil. I hope you're uh, having a good blackout drunk day today. Hell yeah. Dave, what about you? How do you have a bad blackout drunk day? I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, yeah. You remember <laughs> most of it. <laughs> it's actually judged probably on the memory of what's Hey guys, this is Deadfire, um, otherwise known as Dave. Um, my shout out goes to my unit because Catra had to make me. Um, my unit, the 228 IBR. Uh, the website is 228ibr.com. Um, we are also recruiting, um, but of course, uh, you know, aces might be a little bit better for you. Hey, there's a bunch of units that. out there with a bunch of different people, and you got to check them all out, see who you fit with. That's cool. Thank you, guys. Giggity. And I'd like to say welcome to all of our live studio audience, and of course, to all of our new listeners as well. Welcome to NGNG. And we ask that if you have the ability, go to our website and give us a tip. If you can, tip jars on the right side of the website. Or are you doing a little shopping online, maybe? Maybe Amazon or Newegg. Help support the show while shopping for cool stuff by clicking on the Amazon and Newegg buttons on our websites on the right side. Scroll down a little bit. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we're doing. Uh, including supporting artists and other community members. Uh, and it just gives you a way to support us if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. And of course, we are doing week four of the Catalyst Games sponsorship giveaway. That will be coming up at the end of the show, so stay tuned. It is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Be sure to check out the latest videos at No Guts, No Galaxy TV on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and all that stuff. We have, let's see, what's up new up on YouTube? We have uh, our Twitch events are going up on there. 
We have, well, something I'll get to in a second. Anyway, we're pretty much uh, recording matches. Phil is a lot on a daily basis, trying to uh, post new stuff up there as much as possible. Be sure to check it out. And in the NGNG store, we have for sale currently the NGNG hex shirt, the mug, the coffee mug, and the soundtrack, which is selling amazingly. Guys, thank you for that support. Uh, those musicians, uh, Matt and Max, have done an amazing job. Uh, it's awesome Mech Warrior music. So if you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to do so. Also, to let you all know, everybody that ordered the Warhammer shirt, they are on their way to fill as we speak. I just actually, while we were doing this, got another email uh, showing me the shipping information. So as soon as he gets them, which will be the end of the month, he'll be shipping them out to you guys. Thank you for your patience. They are awesome. And then also, if you didn't see on our Facebook, we will be uh, manufacturing our version of um, House Faction shirts very soon. Um, so that's all the houses, and they are pretty awesome. We are there was, also... Mm -hmm. Oh, if I cut in here. Uh, there is also a preview of those faction shirts up on our Facebook page, and they yeah. look sexy. They do, and actually, just so you know, because there has been um, some feedback from people, like, you know, changing colors, doing a little bit of editing to them. We are taking those into consideration and making some changes, so there will be another preview of those soon before they go in the store. So thank you for your feedback. It really does make a difference. You guys tell us what you want, and we do our best to provide. The Twitch TV schedule is up on our calendar at nogusnogalaxy.net. Be sure to check that out. Streamers are doing awesome, as always. I uh, love hanging out and playing with them. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? Advertise with NGNG today and reach thousands of potential recruits for your own unit ad. Head on over to our website and check out the Support NGNG page for more information. And speaking of your unit unit cockpit, are, is your unit looking for more or for your own voice comms? Or just a place to hang out and chat with other Battletech and MechWarrior fans? If so, get set up on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach Team Speak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website in the form of a button that says click here to join TeamSpeak. Once you click on it, the password is MechWarrior, all lowercase, and once you are logged in, except for today, contact Phil, Sean Lang, and he'll get you all set up. Critical Hits number 30 is live, MechLab. This was another funny comic from Rudy. He took a week off. Uh, hope you uh, got a little rest there, Rudy, and we are glad that you're back and enjoying Critical Hits as always. And also new is All Systems Nominal episode number four, Pop-Tarts. Speaking of Pop-Tarts, um, the, the, most of the negative feedback I'm getting from this is that it's too short, which I think is good. Um, we would definitely like to do longer episodes, but these things take a lot of time to create. And uh, again, this is probably going to be a three-parter, a trilogy. So we'll see what happens with our, um, our, our little commando. But uh, did you guys find this one entertaining? I loved it. I enjoyed the actual Pop-Tarts. Yes, the Pop-Tarts. That was the yeah. best part. I mean, the Bro Fist was pretty cool too, but yeah, the Pop-Tarts, awesome. The disappointed Atlas phase was pretty great as well. <laughs> I know, huh? The eyes. Yeah, you don't want to piss off him point. Him pointing over yonder is my new background. <laughs> with the Raven and the, the Commandos in there. Also, I must say the new intro as well with the elemental jumping at you and also the exit, I think, has some foreshadowing. I know, you know, and I po I posted on the uh, NGNG uh, Facebook page, but I'll say it again here: the guy does a great job with telling a story without any dialogue or you know text or anything. I think he's, his stuff is great. I mean, you really got to give him a lot of credit. Show it, don't say it. Absolutely, um, he's doing amazing work, and we appreciate it. That is uh, Plexi. You can actually see him up in the meeting room right now. Um, Hopefully, he's working on the next episode. Everybody um, poke him right now and say, hey, thank you. <laughs> Everyone harass him. Oh, my. 
but also speaking of media and this kind of stuff, and since you spoke up, George, um, I don't know if you're aware, but man, these recordings that you did for NGNG TV, and I know Phil commented on it last week, but people are going crazy over it. You know what? I started thinking because people are also playing some of the old commercials that you did and uh, basically finding every little sound clip of Duncan Fisher they can anywhere and they're playing this during the streams and so I started thinking man are people going to get uh, Duncan Fisher uh, you know overkill and the answer is no they constantly are asking for more so I just want to say kudos to you George for creating such a, a great character and uh, thank you for everything that you're doing well you're welcome you know and I'm glad people like it and me and uh, Dave Martin are working on those Duncan Fisher Minute Duncan things Duncan Fisher Minute those are fun and uh, but you know great stuff you can't bury it and I mean you can't you can't do overkill uh, either so seems that way <laughs> just just want to make sure that it's uh, people like it and that's cool and uh, that's about all I got that to that go Duncan yep go Duncan and uh, community spotlight this week is the arachnophobia video by cube gaming that's CU3 because he's elite uh, gaming there's a link um I thought it was great. I mean, I, I love seeing people, uh, you know, create stuff like this. Did a great job of filming. I love the music. I love the action. Spiders just basically destroying a little uh, spider pack. Um, very cool. Any of you guys watch it? Yes, I really enjoyed the video as well. Yeah, it was uh, very entertaining. I love seeing, you know, community con content like this. So uh, be sure to check it out if you have not. And thank you, Cube Gaming, for providing that. If you have something you'd like us to feature on the Community Spotlight, send your submissions to spotlight at nogustogalaxy.net, and most likely, uh, if it's appropriate, it will end up in the show. Local games. We need some local games being listed on the show. Now, I did say there's a resurgence of it, and there is. I've, I'm seeing a lot more people talking about it, but they're maybe not taking advantage of everything they can to get more people to their game and make people aware. So if you have a local game, let us know. Email me. Uh, local games at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your information and we will make sure that it gets into the show we'll advertise it for free for you and finally funding for this podcast is brought to you by you this is a listener supported podcast and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment software prizes and other projects check out our tip jar on the right side of the website podcast unit ads George Ledoux and BB Wolf recorded messages and unit ads and that is the news and I'd like to say welcome, Garth. We're going to get into the questions, so Garth, you can uh, pipe in here if there's something that pertains to, well, if there's something that I or our crew can't answer, you're the man. You can then not answer it as well. <laughs> sure. How you oh, doing I want to give a quick shout out to the guy on the forums whose name I forgot because I do that, uh, who suggested that the seismic sensor should make the ping sound from aliens. That is the best idea I've ever heard. And I immediately Ooh. ran over to Brian. I'm like, we got to do it. We got to do it. Nice. Good shout out. So, so yeah, I'm harassing for that. Excellent. Well, uh, we are skipping Mech of the Week this week. Um, we're, we're considering basically pulling the plug on that segment um, because voting was down and we've kind of covered a shit ton of mechs and don't know really where else to go with that segment. Uh, if you guys don't like that and want it back or have some ideas of how to modify it and make it uh, a more interesting segment, uh, let us know either on our uh, Facebook page or our website or something. Just when, looking for something new to do. Yeah? When Community Questions number 75 comes up, yell at us to bring it back if you want it back. There you go. Your your 
you know, it's basically you can help shape uh, the show and what we do. So please contribute. And I'm going to move into community questions. Our first question is from Alabraxis Hyperion. And his question is the battle grid. Why are they squares and not hexes? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, good one. Anybody have some good reasons? I think it was just because maps are done that way. So we took maps and put grids on them because that's how you do grids. So not Battletech? Yes. God. We went tabletop. <laughs> Let's throw out everything that was in that game. And then we stomped on it. Yeah, Fox says it's because you guys are square. I agree. You're such square. Paul is a square. There's probably no uh, good reason, but I'm assuming it was, you know, a little bit of a joke in that question, too, because they went with squares. The maps are square, I guess. Kind of. Not really. But anyway, because it fit with their business plan. It's also easier to uh, quick reference anyways. Yeah. As far as um, calling out a reference, like a grid reference, I I would assume that squares would be easier. It's also that most, most maps are technically divided into square grids. Right. Yeah, like in, you know, real life. Yep. Yep, and so a lot less lines to draw. I mean, <laughs> way easier. All right, the next question is from Warp Ghost. His question is, given this latest weekend sale, which was designed to celebrate the medium mech, the supposed workhorse of Battletech, but currently not in MWO, what would you like to see done, if anything, to expand the popularity and or effectiveness of mediums, and what other medium chassis do you think would be good additions to MWO to assist these measures. So, I guess it's a given that the medium isn't the workhorse. I, I don't know. I mean, I like to say something about that. I'm always mm-hmm. in my trebuchets. I'm always either yeah. in a trebuchet or a centurion, occasionally on awesome, but I'm always in a medium. Of course, I'm broke as heck in there, but still, I'm always in a medium mech. Definitely. Yeah, and, and, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, definitely with the, the current meta and stuff like that, there was the leaning away from the, the medium mechs and whatnot to the uh, heavier Mexican mount PPCs and whatnot and uh, jump jet that. usage. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the one way to get that back would be the uh, put in the crab at uh, 50 tons. I think everyone, <laughs> would, uh, everyone would use one of those. Yeah, 55 scorpion, sorry. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think... I'm actually prefer... We have I prefer to... the ugly ducking myself. The ugly what? The ugly duckling. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The uh, Whitworth. Ah uh, yes, of course. That is an ugly mech. Well, I, I think we also have to differentiate between random battles and organized matches. Um, you know, and in random battles, especially right after a patch, I think you just see an influx of whatever is popular at the moment. Like right now, uh, a lot of people—I won't say most or every person—but are equipping any mech that has LRMs with LRMs, obviously. Um, But as we'll get to later, there's a hotfix for that and then things will change again. Um, But, you know, it's really just a difference of um, your perspective, what you play, who you play with, and maybe the medium mech isn't currently the workhorse, except for maybe some of those trebuchets with lots of LRM launchers. Who knows what's gonna be happening a month from now and whether they'll uh, get the love that everybody wants. I personally love the Hunchback. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with the the blackjack, so I love medium mechs. I jump in them a lot. As to whether they're, you know, the min max choice, uh, things can change. So we'll see where that goes. Any other suggestions for making medium mechs uh, more viable from you guys? 
I think it's like uh, if you play Media Max, and again, I, this is just all my own experience, is that when you play Media Max and other people play Media Max, you, oh, of course, it may change depending on the time, but you do get matched with other people that are playing Media Max. And it is a lot funner, I find, playing with, you know, not huge amounts of lasers, huge amounts of LRMs, huge amounts of weaponry, and just kind of, you know, having a good old mech slug out with Media Max. Um, I like that kind of the most out of the my mediums um because unfortunately there is a lot of people right now that do try to go with the uh, heavier assault uh, maybe because of the, the lrms we'll, we'll talk probably about that later we shall all right wait Could, wait wait Did, mm-hmm. didn't deadfire do something wrong in that last statement what did he do wrong i, call I, I him think on he it. was i think he was supposed to call it weaponry <laughs> weaponry yeah i like that uh, that's what we're supposed to... Hey, Phil's not here. Someone's got to do it. I thought it was going to be him. <laughs> I'll try and fit one in here and there. That's especially fitting. I'll struggle at pronouncing the names and so forth. Hey, we, oh, we have free reign to fuck with Phil. He's not here and it's his birthday, so two reasons why we get to. Double trouble. All right, next question is from Ferex. His question is, what would you recommend to someone who is interested in learning to play the Battletech, Battletech tabletop but doesn't want to invest $50 for the introductory box set and doesn't know of any local games near them. Well, multiple things. Um, my first suggestion, and you guys can pipe in too, is Mega Mech, um, and we'll put the link in there right now. That is an online version of the game. Now, granted, if you're playing by yourself and playing versus uh, the bots, at least the last time I did that, uh, there's quite a steep learning curve, but you can go to their website, dig into it, and um, hopefully, you know, through maybe some forums and other things, you can get that working for you, um, so you can learn a little bit that way. But also, I just saw an interesting thread on MechWarrior Tactics uh, forum uh, today regarding getting started with the tabletop. I'll have that linked right here as well, and of course, these links will be in the show notes. Um, some really good, useful information there. And also, just do a Google search on people playing. I know there's a lot of communities that play the tabletop game over the internet. Uh, so, you know, you can be on Skype or TeamSpeak or whatever. And there's various uh, applications that will do basically a tabletop type uh, situation for you. And so maybe you can find a campaign uh, that's like that that's being put on. Uh, I can't link to any particular websites, I'm sorry, but uh, you can Google that. Uh, what about you guys? Any suggestions? Mainly, probably just uh, if, if if you don't know if there's anyone in the area or not, just maybe give a double check at your local game stores to see if there is actually someone there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing is too, uh, you know, our forums will be coming out soon, and hopefully, we'll have a section for people that are playing uh, the tabletop. And you're welcome to post in there and look for some groups in your area. So, good question, Ferris. I know Thank you. Uh huh. Sorry. I okay. know a lot of people that also still have their mecha, their Battletech stuff, and they don't play or they don't tell anybody that they play because it's just so far from removed for them that, you know, they it's, it's surprising to find other play, people that play. So yeah, you know, try to check with other people in your game shop or whatnot, especially the older guys. I'm pretty sure they have something in the trunk. Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to play. I did a shout-out on a couple episodes go saying that I wanted to play and where I was located which is Northern California and it looks like we're going to schedule a game for late summer uh, in California probably Central California Uh, quite a lot of people coming from Southern California to join us so as that gets closer I'll make sure to post information so if anybody else wants to come out I'm also 
going to try very hard to get uh, Phil flown out here for that event as well. So I can't really say that it would be NGNG Con or anything like that, um, but it's a start of us getting together and having some fun. Next question is from Donamir. His question is to PGI. So listen up, PGI. Is there anything about gyros, engines, and actuators getting damaged in tandem with that? Is there a way to do an ammo dump? For example, you can get your AC-20 destroyed. You still have one ton of ammo. Will there be a way to dump this ammo similar to the board game? Uh, Garth, do you have any comments? We've to actually that? talked about both, and um, I'm not sure if one or both are going in, but if they did, it would be after Community Warfare. So it's it'd be a ways down the road if it does happen. Well, you just know, the fact that it's on the radar is nice. I, would definitely I myself am a little hesitant about the uh, gyro stuff, just because imagine you're a new player and that happens. You're like, what exactly is going on here? Isn't that, <laughs> one, of those, uh, over? Isn't that one of those sandwiches and it has the meat in it? <laughs> like, what the hell is that? What's a gyro crit? Th that's a gyro. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, I, you know, whatever happens with that is cool, but I do like the ammo dump idea. Yes, I agree that that is definitely something we should add. That'd be another right, thing I, I can say, be Betty ammo dump. Spilling my MG <laughs> ammo all over the desert. Betty dump. I, it would all just right. be it would just be really weird, you know, dumping the ammo that's out of your legs. Make your make your Mac look like taking the shit. Yeah, I mean, are we going to get uh, visuals on this too? Is there going to be an actual... Yeah, anyway. That would be sweet, like just missiles pouring out of the side of your mech. <laughs> exactly. Now, Blue Santa has the next question. He asks, can you update us on the progress uh, to make Ballistic HSR, which is host state rewind, more accurate? Uh, it's going to be an ongoing process. So um, as soon as the next stage happens, we'll put it in a patch and then just keep going. It just takes more than lasers because lasers are hit scan. You fire and they hit immediately. But because ballistics have a travel time, it takes more work to get them to work. So, like other things, ongoing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well. Excuses, excuses. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Typical Garth answer. But no, that's cool. I mean, I understand. There is stuff that just is ongoing and it's never going to be completely solved in. Uh, you know, Often it's an issue. One of, patch. You know, someone going, oh, that's how we'll do it, and that kind of thing. So, it's not like we can put a timeline on it. Someone will have a cool. eureka moment approximately two weeks from now. So you're not holding back. You're not intentionally <laughs> yeah, holding back. We're not just sitting on it. All right. Clegghorn6 asks, how would people like to see what the matchmaker... Wait. Sometimes these questions are worded strangely, so I'm going to start that over. <laughs> Clegghorn6 asks, how would people like to see what the matchmaker is doing? I don't know what he means by that, but occasionally it takes a while to get a game. I'd like to know which axis of search it's expanding on and how far... I'm thinking a little status that pops up when looking for matches would be good. I don't know. Kind of like War Thunder? That's kind of like a War Thunder now, do you believe? What, what do they do, War Thunder? They just pop up a uh, a ranking and um, like it has as, you know, 1 to 20 and how many people are looking at axes, allies, stuff like that. And oh, yeah, and you see them dropping ah. in. I guess, yeah. I mean, I would assume, Garth, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that that's not high in the list of priorities not super high but um we do want to have it more obvious what's going on because sometimes it's just not really you know obvious what's happening sure sure 
Yeah, right. see, ELO gets all your information, puts you in the either the high tier people so you die or the noobs so you kill them all. ELO <laughs> Generally, what happens when it takes a long time is that's when you get uh, weight class mismatches because it's trying to find an ELO that's equal. And generally, when you're with a group too, it'll have problems with that because it's like, okay, we need to find four people who are similar and have the same exact chassis layout and that kind of thing. So that's when you get issues where it takes a bit longer. All right, good question, Clycorn. Thank you. And I just want to remind everybody uh, just a couple more of these questions here, and we will be moving to questions from the live studio audience. So if you have them, you don't need to ask them in chat right now. Just wait for your chance, and uh, we'll see if we can get to you. Next question is by Bill the Turnip. Interesting name. Uh, any update or ETA on being able to select maps for training grounds? Oh, uh, we're working on it, but it's considered low priority because of, you know, gameplay things because you so don't want to be accused of spending time on that and completely ignoring bugs or something like that right yeah essentially cool thanks for your uh question mr turnip and the final question here is from harasco he says now that the blackjack is out and with only three mechs left how do they plan on t implementing mask and has there been any work done in regards to it crickets Crickets, any, do you know anything about uh, Mask and where that status is, Garth? Um, we're or looking does it move at it. the too biggest fast? problem we have. Well, it's the problem is it moves so fast that the because uh, the engine doesn't like things going over a certain speed, so we're gonna have to find a way to have it work anyway. Basically, <laughs> just make it go that fast, kind of thing. I don't know if you remember in uh, Friends and Family when we had the 300 kilometer an hour mm -hmm. commandos. So yeah, that it causes some issues. So we just have to work them out and then they'll. They'll be in eventually. It'll just take some work getting there. Yeah, I can imagine there's a lot of issues surrounding Mask, and I don't envy you guys for having to figure it out. I personally miss the XL300 Commando. <laughs> that was good times. Good times, good times. If you haven't checked it out, be sure to check out the latest episode, or I should say webcomic uh, critical hits, with our lovely uh, little Commando. We're going to move on to questions from the live studio audience. Uh, I'm going to have you guys X up here, and Boo is going to randomly pick from some of you that maybe haven't had a chance to ask questions before. We'll see how many questions we get. So, Boo, who is first? Oh, let's see. Black Widow NZ. All right. All right. Black Widow, unmute and ask away. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Can hear you fine. Thanks, buddy. Cool. I was just wondering, um, this is directed at Garth. <laughs> Um, I have, if I remember correctly, the roadmap was saying that the grouping of players together was expected uh, this month coming on next. Is that still the ETA for these? Sorry, I missed that last part. I couldn't hear you. What was that? Is that still the ETA um, this month or next for, for, for what is it? Uh, the grouping of players together, the likes of the Merc units and starting to get into the factions. Oh, you mean... Like, That'll be Community Warfare. Right. Which is, at the latest, September 21st, correct? Yeah, it's yeah. I think around he, that time. I think he was referring to the, I think, Phase 1, which was allowing the formation of, like, for example, Aces or 228 or uh, SOR and stuff like that. Um, as far as I know, that's coming out either just before or during Community Warfare. Okay. Brandon, do you know something different? Oh no, I, I know in one of the early roadmaps they said they were going to try to roll out that first part, like the Community Warfare was going to be like a build-up thing, like the first thing was that they were going to allow people to form units, and then they were going to 
allow them to do the next thing and so it was going to add up and I think the kind of piece by piece and then they were going to allow, start this was going to start like the just the formation just like tags in front of your name or whatever it was supposed to be like June I believe it was it could be earlier it depends on when you know sort of suddenly we'll get finished a bunch of stuff and will it work and testing it and so on so I would guess either just before or during that would be my guess yeah and you know I was wondering Garth just testing because that seems like such a huge project and, and a piece of this to implement you know how much is, is is PGI actually testing this or how do they plan on testing it before it's a massive it? effort that will I'll be bet. going on so yeah yeah, there's a large group of testers in the background that are working on this stuff every single day. And we appreciate that work. I've been a tester. It is not fun. You don't get to just sit around playing the game. You have to sit around trying to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, trying to make something break. That actually might be a good question for Garth, too. How does the QA process work for PGI? It's massive multi-staged thing where we have people here some at IGP, we have some people in the community, it's sort of a tiered system or as there's a lot says, of people doing it it's magic <laughs> yeah, we actually, and I mean even the um, you have engineers and artists who will get in and do playtesty things, like the guy in charge of you know, weapons is it, will go is in it and child labor? Them. yes, that too, I, I brought my uh, <laughs> eldest in once, nice Right on. Okay, uh, good question. Thank you for the question there. Boo, who's next? Yeah, Dark Berserker, Dark Berserker, go ahead and uh, mute. And tell me how you pronounce your name. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about the Merc side. Mm-hmm. Um, when Community Warfare finally comes out, and we have 8 on 8, will it be possible? 12 versus 12? Oh, yeah, as big as you want to get it. Mm -hmm. But for the smaller groups, would it be possible to downsize that to 4 and 4 for ranks match? Or are you stuck at 8 and 8 or bigger? You know what? I don't know how much they've just. I know we wanted to do smaller matches, but those might be private matches. So I don't know if it would be official community warfare combat, but it, you could theoretically do that. I'm not entirely sure on how we're going to do that, though, other than you'd have a private server, essentially, and run it off that. So that would be my the closest I could think of. I don't think we've actually decided, like, this will be 4v4, so sorry. Right, so basically you're saying that there is a possibility that that will exist, but it would be private matches and probably won't uh, have an effect on the persistence of the game and planet ownership and so forth, correct? Yeah, essentially. Cool. Thank you for your uh, question, Dark. Boo, who was next? Uh, Kalos. Come on and unmute. Kalos Thex. Come on down. Hello, guys. What's your question? Hey, how you doing, man? Hi. The question I had was for... The newer mechs are coming out with uh, modifiable weapons where the physical implementation... You know, if you have a barrel for a PPC or for a cannon, mm -hmm. the older mechs are going to get retrofitted to that. Are there going to be any mechs where you're going to purposely limit like the number of missile tubes on something or just because of, of balance reasons? Uh, they, if they are limited, they are, they'll, they'll already be limited. We're not going to like go back and change it or anything. Um, it will basically For, like, be I'm what thinking it is more now. about the mechs with a narc launcher. You have a single tube. It's 
it's useful for a smaller SRM, but you really can't put an LRM in there and, and make use of it. <laughs> That's partially designed, to be honest, in a lot of those. Um, you'd have to ask Paul specifically, because he's generally in charge of that. But uh, gen when we go back, if how it works now is probably how it will work then. So that would be my, what I would say. Cool, thank you for your question, Kalos. And who's up? Laser Angel, come on down. Laser, how you doing? What's your hey question guys. today? Can you Hello? hear me? Yep, sound great. Alright, um, this is just sort of about the investigation into sort of a weapon heat boating penalty. Uh, this is something that sort of the players mentioned maybe back in January, maybe against the Gauss Cat or Laser Boats. I'm not, I'm not sure really, but uh, I, I'm just, this is sort of directed at Garth. This, uh, it's like another, are you guys going to take like another look at heat capacity and dissipation? Because sort of this is sort of like the, the game doesn't have proper heat dissipation and heat rules and capacity is too high with heat sinks. And, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are looking at that. Uh, one of the things that with the uh, the overheat that Paul was talking about was looking at should we limit the the um, what is it the capacity? Should yeah. we limit the amount that goes down, etc. Yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely being looked at. And uh, so, uh, sort of the lack and a lack of risk of reward for, and risk and risk reward for alpha striking weapons. Yeah, that's one thing we were looking at is the idea that if you go over, you know, I don't know, I'm just going to make a number, say 110% heat, you would take damage for doing so until uh -huh. you boot it back up. So things like that are what we're looking at. Okay. That's my favorite, to be honest, is the yeah, idea that if you go way over, you sort of burn your CT out. Yeah, people have t I, people and my, my friends have been just like, oh, if you go over 110 or 125, you start hurting yourself even if you go into shutdown mode. Yeah, exactly. That was what we were looking at. Laser and Angel, do you have any other suggestions for, you know, dealing with this issue? Uh, people have suggested sort of uh, sort of heat penalties. You slow your mech goes slower. You can't jump jet as high. I I know that might be sort of a fear for light mechs. I gotta run away. I'm still hot. I gotta run away. And so others have suggested that your heat your heat sinks start popping from too much heat. They just pop, but you you don't actually like die die. Your heat sinks start right. popping first. That that actually was one of my favorites. I really like that idea that you would essentially burn out your heat sinks. So yeah. I I. <laughs> personally think that's a great idea but um it will come down to testing and what works and what doesn't no 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 i understand and i knew you guys have mentioned before you don't like random number damage or deaths like out of the blue yeah definitely like you like you're the mech critical and explode next to you you died oops sorry yeah, yeah i mean, definitely try to avoid those <laughs> yeah i i think this is a definitely a valid topic and something we have discussed uh phil has been a big proponent of you know, nerfing uh, alpha strikes in some way. Um, I like these ideas. I especially like the idea of popping the uh, the the heat sinks. So cool. Any other? Uh... I, I was just like the the something community came out too that anti boating automatically means that I can't run my sway back. Sort of like yeah. having as many medium lasers as I can put put in something. It's not. I think the what you guys are discussing is not actually that. It's it's not boating as in the fact that that's essentially what the sway back is. It's boating as in to overheat yourself more than you your actually means can enable. It's like you're more talking about the PPC boating rather than the you know medium laser boat as it were. Yep, that sounds good. Cool. Thank you for your question, Laser. All right. Thanks. No problem. Have a good one, buddy. And we'll take one more question. Boo, who do we got? Tekka, you're next, man. Thank you. This one's for Garth. One of the guys in arms asked me or someone if they can get on today to ask Garth, are you guys going to plan to do anything with ferrofibrous to make it more beneficial to use? We've actually talked a lot about it. Um, the biggest problem we have is making it work 
with the original stock variants in a way that doesn't make them bizarre. Like, we can't just have it, you know, give you more weight or something. Um, we have discussed how we can go about it. My favorite idea was uh, having it take less crit slots. Like, you know, eight or something like that. Because then it's... If you are if you only have a few crit slots left, you can get a little bit more weight as opposed to just it's a worse endo steel. So we are looking at it, but um, I don't know anything definitive. We'd have to ask Paul. Yeah, I definitely think it needs some work. I mean, like, basically out of my, I don't know, 39 mechs, I think two have it. Um, it's And it's usually like I'll finish fitting my mech and then I'll, for whatever reason, go over there and go, oh, I can still do this. Um, I, you know, I obviously always go endo steel and double heat sinks for the most part, but uh, yeah, I would like to see that uh, yeah, actually, reworked a little uh, bit. Yeah, actually, downgraded, downgraded some mechs that came with Ferrofibers uh, and just put standard onto it so I can have the crit slots. Yep, yep. All right, thank you guys for the questions. Uh, if your question did not get answered, show up next week, and we'll always try and get uh, people in there that haven't had a chance to ask questions. And we are going to move on to MechWarrior Online. Now, the first thing we have here is MechWarrior Online trailer music. Brandon, let's see, what is this here? This is something that was posted up earlier. I think it was Brian's Twitter. And it is a link to all the trailer music so far uh, that was used in the full tracks. Sweet. Some more music to play uh, while you're playing the game. It looks like a SoundCloud and one thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know, like ten songs, something like that. Many songs. Many, many songs. Cool. If you're not listening to the MechWarrior online soundtrack, then there's some good MechWarrior music for you to listen to right there. And Ask the Devs. What number is this? 38. We'll move into that. We'll go through this uh, quickly here. We know the last three mechs coming out will give each weight class five mechs to choose from, with the exception of the assault class. Is there a planned fifth assault mech in the works before clan mechs are introduced? The answer is yes, you should see an assault mech in July. So Brandon puts it out there. What does this mean? Does that mean June is the Orion, July is whatever assault, and August is the fleet? What do you guys think? Well, I mean... That's pretty much what I wrote there. Uh, June, we confirmed for the Orion, because that was when Brian was on the show. He said it was going to be Blackjack, Orion, and then it was kind of up in the air. So with the confirmation that we should be seeing a Assault Mech in July, now whether or not that means the mech's coming out, or if that means it's just going to be announced in July is differently. But then again, I want to take it as July is going to be the uh, Banshee, and uh, August we'll be seeing the Flea. I was just going to ask if you still are holding uh, true to the Banshee. I am holding true to the Banshee. What do you guys out there in the audience think it's going to be? The next assault. Let's see. I see Daishi and Zeus. Daishi, I like that. Yeah, the, the I mean, Zeus wait, would actually Daishi, be very I have good no one. idea what that is. Neither do I. Mauler, uh, King I. Crab. Dark. Well, you guys are fine for that crab, aren't you? I told that you. Mackie. The King Crab is hey, nice. Cyclops. Mackie. Victor. Mackie. Yep, we'll see. All right, moving on to the next question. Anyway, we could get an after-action report of some sort. I mean, it would be cool if we could see what went on into our C-bill payout, like contract fulfilled or not, damage done, repairs, reload, salvage, value, etc. I mean, we're mercs. It's the almighty C-bill after all. Um, the answer is you currently have this available to you at the end of the match, and with UI 2.0, players will also receive an out-of-match AAR as well. Now. Um, I have actually seen a couple people who weren't aware of the fact that when you do exit a match, you are at the team stats page. But if you go up to the top, there's actually another tab. It says player stats. If you click on that, 
then you get most of that information that uh, was asked for there. Next one is any updates on the cockpit screens. It would be a huge amount of realism, or it would add a huge amount of realism to the mech's cockpit instead of just showing no signal. Answer is eventually it's low priority. Um, I would love to see stuff in there as well, and I always do look around, you know, um, kind of wishfully wanting to see stuff on there. But I understand it being low priority, and I, you know, I'm fine with that. It will be cool when that does eventually make it into the game. Maybe an overview where UAVs looking at. Oh. Mm, yeah, that would be cool too, huh? Anybody using the UAVs? Yeah, I am because I get to say. Has anybody baby. seen one in a match from the enemy team and destroyed it? I haven't destroyed it, but I have seen one pop up into the air. Yeah, I haven't seen one pop up in the air. I'm always you know doing it, but I have never seen the enemy one. They're extremely difficult to see. And only got the XP. Mm -hmm. I think they should increase uh, what you get for destroying them just because of the fact that everybody here already is obviously saying they haven't even seen them, let alone destroyed them. So, uh, I think Garth, get on it. There's other suggestion there. Yeah, I'll get right suggestion on that. Suggestion there that, yeah, when you're on a light and popping it right behind an enemy lines, just watch the LRMs come in. It's satisfying <laughs> and enough. Yeah, I got to definitely experiment with more of this stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't uh, get as many hours playing as I want to. Yeah, I like how it negates the ECM, because I, I use a uh, light killer and have BAP on my mech, and I'll pop a UAV when another ECM mech comes in. Nice. It'll be fun to see how uh, tactics change with these things. All right, and the next question is, will there be any more Founders-type sales for Clan Invasion release? Maybe. Answer is, you never know. Now, I took this as being kind of interesting, because if it was just straight up no, I think they would straight up say no. So maybe there's a possibility here. What do you guys think? I think it's highly possible, and I would, I would definitely throw money at it. Yeah, Laser, Laser Angel says, does PGI like money? Does a bear shit in the woods? I guess we'll see uh, see what happens. I, I'd, I'd like the idea that it's possible. Um, what mechs do you guys think would be a part of the clan founders package? Well, this would Phil would say, Dimorph, 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 Dimorph. Okay, so I'm, we, got I'm the, gonna... we got the heavy. See here, yeah, I would say Mad Cat, Timberwolf. Uh, you'll probably see Dayashi. Um, Chattacat, Kit Fox, maybe the Uller. I'd, I'd kind of like to see the uh, Blackhawk. There's so many mechs that people want to see from the clan side. It would definitely be difficult. The only one I, I would, you know, Cougar. I wouldn't bet my life, but bet something significant on would be obviously the Timberwolf. Well, that's probably going to be guaranteed. Uh, it'd be, I'd say probably like Timberwolf, Mad Dog. It'll be two heavies, and then you'd probably see like uh, the Daiashi for an assault, and then it'd probably be like a, a light. I'd say I would really like to see, like I said, the Blackhawk, but for a light, probably the Dasher or something like that. Cool. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, Garth has got to run, so Garth, we want to say thank you for showing up again today, and we will see you uh, tomorrow for the stream. Yep. Thanks for having me, everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Right in the morning, people. Be there. Bright and early. All right, have a good one, Garth. And final uh, question here is, will you be introducing more premium time options, for example, six hour or 12 hour intervals in the future? The answer is no plans to add sub day premium time concepts, but then it says yet. So, you know, I guess it's a possibility. Are there a lot of uh, sub day premium con uh, time packages in other games? Not that I've played, but I think it's definitely a good idea. I know I've been playing, sometimes I hop in for, I don't know, like 
two, three hours, and then I'd like the bonus for those two, three hours, but I don't want to spend like the same amount as like a day or a week or something like that, and then no, I'm going to work five days, so I'm only going to get two days out of it. Yeah. I, I think it would be one of those uh, use risk reward. I don't want to say risk rewards. It would be like more. I think you see a lot more people utilizing the premium time if you can buy per hour or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know all the figures and numbers. I'm just trying to think of the games that I've been playing recently, the, the free-to-play with, you know, premium time, and I think on all of them, the shortest is a day. We'll see. Maybe they'll uh, lead the industry and do something different. So we're going to move on to the patch notes. Uh, we'll link it up there, Boo, and let's see. What do we got? The Blackjack. Um, obviously, that was introduced. What do you guys think? Have you been dabbling with Blackjack? Uh, what are your favorite variants, your thoughts? I've been running a lot of the uh, Blackjack 1X. Uh, I picked up the 1X, the 3, and the 1. And so far, I think the 1X so far has been my favorite. I've been running uh, two two large lasers and four medium lasers. Anybody else running them? Not yet, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I've been running the... Uh, I think that's the uh, the one that can mount an AC-20 in its arm, which is the 1 been running one of the uh, an AC-20 in one arm and the two medium lasers on the other side with jump jets. I got my Shadow Cat. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I want the Shadow Cat C. Very cool. Yeah, I've been running. I mean, I bought all four. I just spent oh, 25 million C bills upgrading them all. Um, I think they're pretty garbage stock. Um, definitely huge improvement when you upgrade them. Um, as far as an overall opinion, I'm having fun, except that obviously right now with the uh, LRM situation, it's making it kind of difficult to get any opinion on uh, the new stuff other than missiles in my face, missiles in my face. So um, I guess I'll have to see what comes out in the wash as I play them more after the uh, upcoming hopeful LRM hotfix. And the Jenner Champion, anybody get that? No. Yeah, I have. I I just I think they they do need to continue looking at the whole champion concept. Um, I, I, yeah, definitely. I think the champion concept. I don't want to say it was a flaw, but it's kind of what it feels like a little bit. I, I definitely think that a C bill bonus would have been more beneficial, and you'll see people picking them up a lot more. I actually wanted to buy it. I got into the store and I was ready to buy it, but then I just realized. Um, you know, looking at the other Jenners, and there was just no reason, really. Um, and so I would like to see them maybe uh, look into the whole idea of the champions more. But is there anybody out there, are you, any of you guys fans of the, um, in the audience, uh, the Jenner champion? Yeah, not a lot of support. So there's one. Um, we'll have to see. Hopefully they, hopefully they look into that. I'm sure they're at least considering it. And maybe even have... a custom skin or something like that. Something to, a little bit of an incentive. Yeah impregnable armor that might work <laughs> i guarantee some sales there all right the new map canyon um here's the uh the mini map overview link so what do you guys think i'm i mean am i biased i don't know uh, i i did spend some time in canyon map before it obviously came out doing the video prepping for it but uh, i didn't really get to play it until the the actual patch as far as an 8v8 and i'm loving it i think it's very unique I love the fact that you can run through the canyons and you're, you know, well, again, <laughs> it's going to be different when the LRM issue is fixed. Um, but so far, I think it's a beautiful map and I'm having a lot of fun. What do you guys think? It's I fun think, running the trenches. 
yeah, I have to say Byfire is probably one of the most fun and probably one of the most dynamic maps I've played. Uh, it's a lot of movement. Uh, you definitely get a sense of scale in it as well, uh, especially standing uh, beside trees and buildings a lot more, uh, the pillars and whatnot. Um, I still think it's probably one of the best maps so far. What about you, uh, Dave? You play it? Of course. Yeah, I've played it a couple times. Yeah, I mean, when I was streaming the, this afternoon, I was just like... It's a very, very big map, even though it's fairly tiny. It's There's a lot of canyons, there's a lot of networks to go on. Uh, my funniest, you know, moments with this is, you know, just the train of mechs actually on the rails themselves, because they do go from one canyon, you know, plateau to the other, so you can see, like, a conga line of mechs on the rails. Um, yeah, dun, with the other like the other fix I can see it being a little bit better. Right now, it's it's sort of just like whoever gets up on a canyon looks over and just starts launching LRMs. There is some good hard cover in that map, and you know even better when the LRMs maybe get fixed. There, you're gonna have a lot more cover options. But right now, it just seems a little open, I guess, a little snipey, a little open. I don't know. Actually, one of the things I love about canyons is the fact that jump jets feel like they have a place on the battlefield besides jump right? That Definitely. you're using them for mobility. How many freaking walls do I have to walk into trying to find a way up the sides and go, I wish I had jump jets? <laughs> Definitely. I'm so addicted to jump jets now. Yeah, that's cool. Now, um, obviously, Dave, there had a little criticism of the map. Are there any other critiques as far as uh, canyon goes? I could say that it's like um, a lot of capping, a lot of base caps, a lot of base rushes, um, and it's fairly easy because you can actually go to their base without you ever actually seeing the enemy at all. Um, in fact, they have to go in a complete opposite direction, um, you know, vertically to you on the map, and you won't even see them at all until, you know, you start seeing the warning. And then trying to get back to your base in time can be a little difficult. It doesn't, it's not a very straightforward approach, even though the map is, you know, just as big as uh, Caustic. And you could, you know, from one end to the map, get there, you know, to save your base from being capped. It's not so easy on this map. And I mean, yeah. people are going to complain about the Team Deathmatch version of, of the game and whatnot. And I mean, capping is a legitimate strategy, unfortunately. You know, Well, you basically just got to counter it, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not really that hard to counter a base rush when you're not going completely, and again, all of your mechs going towards the cap. Got to keep either somebody in the middle or something. Got to watch some shit. Indeed. All right, and we also obviously got the, the new skin, the Cobra skin. Um, I haven't, well, did I play it? I think one of my mechs has it. What I like about it, I, I would say it's not my favorite skin. I really liked uh, Buccaneer. Like, that's one of my favorites. But Yarr. what I... Yar. But what I do like about Cobra is that when you pick, like, for example, even if you just pick one color, like black, and you apply that to all three color spots, you're still getting color differentiations in there. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of like those, you know, those beetles that have the translucent coloring or whatever the hell you call that. I, I like it. it. Or actually, you know what it reminds me of, too? The coloring uh, reminds me of the design in uh, tactics, <laughs> how they applied that. What, what's the word I'm looking for for that kind of coloring? Pearlescent? Yeah, there you go. So, pearlescent, jewel tones, mother of pearl, whatever. Anyway, I think it's cool, but uh, not my favorite uh, Not my favorite skin so far. Yeah, it's definitely got a cool effect. I know I sat in the uh, the mech bay and just spun mechs around, watching the different changes and the color changes and whatnot. It's exactly. definitely a really nice skin, but I don't think I'm... It's, it's, a, it's a lot for a thousand. Yes, and well, yeah. 
I mean, if you use their colors, right? No, the, the pattern itself is a, is a thousand. The colors are another thousand. Uh, yep, so we'll see. Maybe it'll go on sale. You can wait for that. And we have new modules, the advanced seismic sensor. Anybody using this? Yes. I have not used it yet, so I can't really comment, oh, but yes. I've heard it's pretty awesome. It's fantastic. It's, it's like wall hacks. <laughs> you can see people, like, you know, not even anywhere near you, almost. Mm, like uh, War Z hacks. Yeah. Um, so would you say it's OP, then? Go, go ahead, Katra. I wouldn't say necessarily OP because you do have to unlock it and then you do have to dump a bunch of money into it. But that being said, uh, the effect that it gives does it does change the game quite a bit. Do you think we'll see uh, balancing people... coming into play? I, I would probably like to see a little bit of balance come into play for it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, some of the, the chief complaints I've seen is just basically, well, why do you need scouts then? Because with the seismic module, basically, you'll know if anything's anywhere near you. So, I mean, I could see it being, you know, nerfed a bit. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe bring the range down a bit on it. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when the dust settles. And, of course, there's a UAV. We talked a little bit about that. Extremely difficult to see, um, but useful. Now, with all these new modules, what seems to be the, uh, you know, when you have two or three module spaces, what are people using? Are they still using cool shots? Are they loading up with these new things? What are you seeing? I'm seeing still cap accelerators is always pretty much a standard given. Um, depending if you have mastered your mech or not, usually the second one is... Uh, I've seen a lot of people still taking, like, uh, target decay, mainly with the LRMs. And uh, seismic is also seems to be another big popular one right now, uh, the, since it's brand new and everything. Are we starting to feel limited by only two or three module slots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. That's why I'm trying to master all my trebuchets now, so I can get more module slots. I want them all. Yep. Yeah, especially, and even now, mech variants that may have, like, four module slots or getting their sort of thing, or having kind of their own place, the fact that they can mount all these things on them, in addition to, obviously, the consumables like the UAV and the artillery, if the artillery ever becomes a little bit more, you know, damaging. <laughs> um, there'd be, like, a spot actually on the battlefield for these, you know, variants that actually have those extra module slots. Right now, it's like, you know, the module slots are module slots. The majority of the ones are, you know, taken by the capture model module for those people that are playing Conquest and even Assault itself. So the scouts are using, like, the sensor modules and the you know the seismic sensors and various other things I, I guess it's more i think we need more modules i guess based on role i think is might might be another issue because some of them are just like very general yep well i love the fact that there's tons of variety and options and i want more um you know so we'll see what comes uh what about now obviously lots to talk about here weapon and equipment changes now i'll just really quickly touch on the missile situation there is a hot well basically right now there's a problem with the angle um if you played you know what i'm talking about um it's really hard to find cover now from lrms and pretty much everybody's running lrms so you get out there and you get pounded um you're running for cover and you're going what the fuck i can't get cover why isn't this hill protecting me oh my god um, alarms yeah so it is a problem it is um, being hotfixed, hopefully, basically, what did they say? Hopefully this week. So yes. it'll either be uh, hotfixed this week or early next week. We're all hoping, obviously, for this week so that it becomes a little bit more playable and fun. Uh, but in the meantime, 
Yeah, pull out your LRM boats. Now, uh, LRM Apocalypse 2. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it is LRM Warrior online for a few days. Now, uh, what about the other weapons changes? I haven't, again, I haven't played much since the patch. Um, but one of them I was excited about was like the AC5. I love that. Um, any other comments on the non LRM uh, changes? I got to learn uh, how to shoot PPCs again because it's a little <laughs> bit slower. Yeah. Th three second cooldown to four seconds. Yeah, second. the cooldown, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things in the weapon section, which I see a few people running now, is Nark. Got a lot of buffs, and I love it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Nark. Yeah, that, that definitely needs love. Range went up to 450 meters instead of being 270. Duration is now 30 seconds, and ammo per ton is now 12 instead of 6. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding the NARC changes quite uh, quite cool, too. Um, on the PPC, with the cooldown cool uh, increase to 4, it actually helped the jump sniper. If you didn't know, the jump sniper hmm. also has a Gauss Phil rifle, and I were talking which about is the this. exact same cooldown <laughs> as a PPC. So now the jump snipers can hit all of their weapons at the same time without actually having to sit there and wait anyway. And it's somewhat forcing you to manage your own heat, right? I mean, increasing it, it is. four seconds. It, I mean, well, it, it is, but then again, the jump snipers themselves having the ability to fire their weapons all at the same time anyway is it's still a very efficient build in its own right. The PPC change didn't really change it at all. I think it really what it changed is kind of like the boating of them, because you know having more than a couple, then I guess is going to be you're sitting there for four seconds now rather than three seconds. Well, we know yeah. that there is something that's uh, going to be coming in next month um, regarding jump snipers. So we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to command chair. Um, let's see. What other weapon? Uh -huh. Bap got a huge bonus as well. But we, we've known about Bap bonus for a little bit uh, a little bit now. The, the countered ECM within 150. And I love that because I have a trebuchet that does 130. And I always have EC, uh, Bap on it. And I just love running behind Ravens and just blowing their back on rolls. Yeah, so now are we getting more Light Hunter mechs out there? Oh, yes. I love it. See, that's cool. I like that role. Uh, not myself. I like having someone on my team that has I that role. I love speed. Oh. And uh, obviously still getting a lot of negative feedback regarding the Flamers. You know, I don't know if the Flamer... It's like the redheaded stepchild. No offense to redheads. Um, I don't know that Flamers will ever be the weapon of choice that everybody loves or anything. I, you know, can it be? I don't know. Not, not until they implement your infantry, then that'd be awesome. Yeah, or burnable trees or whatever. Yeah, definitely MGs need a little bit of love too. I know I took out my uh, spider, maxed Wait, out all the MGs. Yeah, yeah, of course. I still you... think that um, what would be a really neat effect on them is if they, the closer you were to the target, the crit chance went up, but the farther away it went down. And that way those face huggers and stuff like that, the light max usually uh, would get more bonuses for using them. Interesting. Okay, and then new player ELO bracket. What is this about? Someone fill me in. Okay, so they did a little bit of change to ELO with this patch, supposedly. Um, apparently, uh, there is now two ELO brackets for when you start out. Um, there's one. There is now a new bracket uh, for people just starting out. So for your first so many games, you're going to be only playing, being playing, playing people who are also under 25 games. All right, so basically it's just making it so that the game is a little bit uh, more manageable and easier for them when they get in, right? Yeah, for the new players. This is a big thing for new players. Uh, so you're no longer going to be, hopefully, paired up with people who with uh, who have been playing a lot longer that 
your ELO when you first start out is going to be um, assigned to also people who are just starting out. Right. Cool. All right. We're going to move on the, to the command chair. Yep. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. The audience was kind of um, correcting you a little bit there, uh, Katra. Um, ELO is um, basically for your, once you get to your 25 games, um, your, your LO jumps. So you yes. don't always stay within the new new players. You will jump from after your two, after your two fifty or yeah, correction, your twenty five games. You will go into regular brackets. That's what I said. With your first twenty five games, you're in that special new player bracket. Meaning, if you're a new player, you'll stay within the new player bracket. Ooh, Brandon corrects him back. Okay, I'm going to move on to the command <laughs> chair. Uh, I'm just going to go through these quickly. Um, first one is Brian Ekman talks about the UI two update. Um, and he has some more screenshots. Is there anything interesting there regarding UI 2.0, Brandon? Uh, there's a couple neat things, actually. Uh, one, of, I know these are still all just mock-ups, but in the second, the newest image there, um, one of the nicest things is seeing the torso twist and the arm twist angles for the mechs. And uh, also the new interface just looks really nice and in clean, and I like it. It's but, so beautiful, and I can't, I mean, to say I can't wait is such an understatement. Um, we have been saying pretty much since the launch of the game, uh, you know, the, the the closed beta and so forth, that uh, we've needed a new UI. So this just looks like they really put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, I And I can't wait. I don't want to wait for UI 2.0. All right. And you can uh, tip uh, Boo for his singing later on. Yes. All right. And the next one from Omid, and it is, he says, we found the issue, wait, what is this about? This is the uh, hunchback crosshair being slightly off-center. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've noticed that as well, and never talked to anybody about it. He said, we found the issue causing it and have a fix on the way. For the curious, me, it's due to the way we shift the camera forward a bit in the hunchback's cockpit. The effect is localized entirely to the crosshair, i.e. your weapons fire straight, even if the crosshair is off. It should be resolved in the May 21st patch, was it? Uh, and thanks for finding this. Um, let's see. Do we have a confirmation? That's what you're asking, Brandon, right? We don't yeah, know. I actually haven't been able to... Play, well, I haven't played a hunchback yet. I've been playing around in the uh, blackjack, having too much fun. Um, does anyone out there know if this, if the crosshair is back to being on center? Any confirmations out there? Come on, hunchback pilots. you got to know. So, no confirmation. Which I think definitely worth looking into. Some people didn't notice it. Maybe it's because the medium mech is no longer the workhorse of MWO, so nobody's playing him. I doubt that. If Phil were here, I would ask, because he plays his hunchbacks all the time. We should give him a birthday call. He's actually the one that called that error a little while ago. Oh, did he? he? saying that there was some issue with his hunchback where he was firing straight, but he wasn't. Yeah. I think that, that might have had to do with his drinking. Yeah, he was playing with a hunched back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Intersphere News, HUD hotfix Tuesday, the May 14th. We already dealt with that. Brian Ekman, Twitter, Missile Host Date Rewind comes out next week. More to follow. Uh, did it, it missed this week's patch, so will that be in June 1st patch? That's what you're asking, Brandon. We shall see. Um, yeah, it definitely missed it, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't make it in this week. Uh so hopefully the June 1st patch will have it in there, uh, hopefully even after the LRM fixes. Laser Angel, that's my favorite mech right there. And um, <laughs> Brian Eckert says on Twitter, looks like we're going down under at, what is this, PAX Australia, 
Is there really a PAX Australia now? There is. Holy shit, those guys are awesome. So let's see. Paul says more weapon updates. Um, that's what we already know about, right? Or this more and more weapon updates? More and more weapon updates. More and more. What are they? Um, basically, just a clarification that the PPC cooldown and stuff like that, and also talk of the stacking uh, heat potential. That sort of stuff we talked about earlier. So, Okay. Basically how he's saying that it's not necessarily a, uh, a nerf, rather uh, just a change. Sounds good. And then, as we mentioned, Brian Ekman and Paul have said the LRM fix is coming soon, uh, hopefully this week. So I know that's something we're all looking forward to. And here's what I was talking about earlier as far as jump snipers and pop tarting. Uh, Brian says jump shake is confirmed for the June patch. So it is coming and we'll see, I guess, uh, how effective it is and if it uh, slows pop tarting down or doesn't stop but we'll see we'll see what the effect is um, personally I like it not necessarily because I think pop tarting is wrong um, I, I, I don't think it's wrong um, fundamentally it's annoying as hell sometimes uh, but I like it because for me um, it's more like jump jets would be in the Battletech universe from you know reading the novels and from my previous experience so um, I just like it for that reason, and the fact that it will maybe nerf pop-tarting a little bit is, it's good in my opinion. Yeah, I would say it needs a shake, because all that thrust. Ooh, baby. Speaking of that, I'm going to be uh, looking into getting rudder pedals and uh, a throttle control, because uh, I want to do the rudder pedals for my jump jets. <laughs> Are you pushing both? And they, uh, Hell yeah. They... Shoot, Can't just wait. get voice attack like I do and say, Eddie. Jump jets, and it does it for you. No, All right. Ooh, we... Some people want the game to be more difficult. Haven't you been reading? Dude, I like talking <laughs> to my computer. Thank you. No. You some of us get have real friends for that, though. <laughs> no boyfriends. Hey. <laughs> Hello. All right. That is it with MWO today. We are going to move on to MechWarrior Tactics. Of course, there is the Founders program still out there. Um, did any of you catch Phil's stream today? Yes. Oh, he streamed the yeah. uh, tactics today? Yeah, he played with uh, Nico Snow and uh, oh. played some tactics. Well, that's cool. I thought, he, I thought he meant he was streaming into a into one of his coffee cups. Okay. Walking the lizard? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, my, no yes, I know. No, no, no. I'm just, okay. So he was playing <laughs> Mech Warrior Tactics. And it yes, Phil was playing like Mech Warrior Tactics. It, nice. Basically, it, uh, it was the first opportunity for us to stream the game and to play it. Um, there's been some things happening in the background with tactics uh, that will be uh, news soon, I'm sure. Um, but we are very much looking forward to being a part of, you know, more playing, streaming, uh, recording, etc. Um, you know, I understand the hesitancy, maybe the um, the nervousness about buying into the program, or you know, the game isn't exactly what you want. But personally, I've played. I like it. It'll be great when you know. Well, first of all, a lot of the bugs have been fixed, but as it progresses and more of them are fixed, it's going to be a lot more fun. And I would like to see it succeed because uh, I do want to play this game with uh, my group of friends that haven't played Mega Mech in a very long time. Yeah, so, Mega Mech was fun. This would be cool. Yep. And also for tactics, there's Command the Future Part 3. Check that out. And um, that's it Boo, for tactics. Boo already put up there if the stream. There is a recording and everything like that. So if you oh yeah, if you want to check want to it out, the, yeah, go for it. Check it out. Uh, they had a good time. Phil said it was a lot of fun. 
So there's that. No upgrade, uh, or I'm sorry, no updates on uh, Battletech Universe. I'm sure Phil will have something to say about it next week. Well, didn't he didn't he post that Sarna.net actually took notice of him? Um, that, that is, is quite true. possible. Yeah, there you go. How there was that? a small article up on. Yeah, George, you did good. Thank you, George. <laughs> you get to come yeah, again there... next week. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> George is in charge of uh, Battletech Universe now. That's it's, uh, it's official. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Here, one sec, guys. I'm just adding this. Yeah, uh, I, I can. Link. I can see how. I can see where that's gonna go, uh, Brandon. Because Phil will be like, "Hey, George, can you do some voiceovers for us for free?" No. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Here's my invoice for my voice. <laughs> anyway, discuss. Yeah. Sorry, I was. Uh... Updating something on the dock here. And moving on to Battletech, the board game, as we reported before. ER, blah, 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 as we reported before. Um, error report 3145 is out. It's running 3499 at Catalyst. Check that out. And technical readout 3145. Mercenaries is out as well. And new box set. Let's talk about this a little bit. Go ahead and throw that link up there. Now, obviously, there's a new mech on the box. What do you guys think? FD's art is always great. Right? Now, obviously this <laughs> replaces um, the Warhammer, or uh, what was the one that they put up after the Warhammer? The similar one? That the, wasn't Hammer the Hands? To- yeah, it's the Hammer Hands. The totally not Warhammer. Yeah, God. I mean, I hope none, the person that designed that mech isn't here, but uh, hated it. I mean, but obviously, you know, I'm a unseen fan and love the original Warhammer and that's well for yeah <laughs> anyway but it's cool that they have a uh, mech on the box that is actually in the game and it is a pretty badass looking atlas also the models look a lot more detailed now since they upped the quality and changed the procedure and also um, Mad Cat's in the box now as well ooh I wonder if we can get a few of these for giveaways we'll have to check into that Starting those new Battletech players right with clans, eh? Hey, you know what? There's a lot of people talking about tabletop, and I think it's cool that the resurgence of the video game is also uh, causing a bit of resurgence for the tabletop. Uh, good times. So, we're going to move on here. So, I mentioned that the Catalyst Game Sponsorship Giveaway Week 4 would be at the end of the podcast, and this is it. This week, we have the starter book, Sword and Dragon, to give away. There's a link right there. This is a great book to get if you've maybe just purchased the uh, the tabletop game, the, the box set, and you're looking to expand and get some more content for your tabletop games. Um, basically, I think Phil will post something up on our website and Facebook tonight or in the morning, and that'll give you directions on what to do for this giveaway. So it's cool. I'm loving giving these things away every week, getting lots of winners. Well, three so far, but a winner every time. Isn't that amazing? So uh, be sure to enter and get your copy of Sword and Dragon. And is this current with Facebook? It is indeed. I just updated it. Thank you, sir. Facebook is at 3,602 likes. We just crossed the 3,600 threshold today. Thank you very much. Like us, give us feedback, and everything else. This is, you know, basically, I, Phil and I totally understand people that aren't into Facebook. Um, if I didn't need it, I wouldn't be either. But uh, it is a great way to keep up on everything that we're doing on a daily basis. 
um, which is a lot of stuff on a daily basis. We've always got Phil's Mech Porn and other events and community happenings, and we post it all on there because it gets out to you immediately, and we usually get an immediate response. So, you know, maybe uh, even if you don't like it, I don't know. Hey, Darren. Check, check it out anyway. Yes. I feel like we should probably do something for either 4,000 or 5,000. Yeah, maybe for both. I agree. Maybe, yeah, we'll have we'll have some giveaways. That's a good idea. 4,000 and 5,000. We haven't done one since 1,000. All right, and also be sure to check us out on YouTube at YouTube forward slash No Guts No Galaxy TV. Putting up lots of videos there all the time, including our streams and uh, podcasts and everything else. Um, SoundCloud, there's a link for our SoundCloud, which has our podcast. You can go directly there or listen to it on our website or from your favorite podcatcher or mobile device. We're on iTunes. There's a link for that. And we're on Twitch at NGNG TV and Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy. And there's all of our social media. So thank you to everyone, our community, and of course our staff and all of you for supporting us. We appreciate everyone. And this was your local No Guts No Galaxy Mech Warrior podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. This is not Phil, but it is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. This is George. I'm sorry, Boo. Let's do George, Boo, and then Dave. Okay, this is George. This is Boo. Wait, hold on. That's going to have, okay, this was George. Oh, fucking (laughs) it. Okay, this is George. I'm so happy to be here. Can I go to bed now? I'm old. That works. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, now we're not going to get any of them. Another disaster outro. (laughs) I think we should all just leave it in. The entire thing. (laughs) All right. Boo. Dead fire. Let's close this. This is Boo. This is Dead Fire, also known as Dave. Until next time, Mech Warriors.